You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Matthew Carrier is sharing his becoming story. Matthew is the founder and podcast host of How to Fail Successfully, and he is a music composer for film and TV. Here is my conversation with Matthew. Well, hey, Matthew, welcome to the Becoming Me podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's literally an honor to have you on the podcast. I was listening to your podcast the other day and just pinching myself like, oh my goodness, I get to interview this guy. What is happening? You are too nice. You are too nice. (laughs) I I am so excited because you have such a, a joyful, contagious energy to you. And I just, I'm so excited that you're, that we at least get a time to kind of chat together. So this is, this is wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you. And like, let's just kick off the conversation with some fun facts about Matthew. Who is Matthew? Oh man. Some fun facts about me. Here's a fun one. I was going to share this in my story, but let me just get this out of the way right from the start. (laughs) Can I do that? Can I I share a story right from right at the beginning? I love it. I was a contestant on, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, stop. That's awesome. Do you remember that show? Yes. Yes. With Jeff Foxworthy. (gasps) That's yes. amazing. Yes. And I and then so let's just get this out of the way. I was not smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> so. No, but that's yeah. maybe one of the coolest fun facts I right? think I've ever heard. That's Isn't that awesome. Cool? Yeah. So it was fun. It was it was such an incredible experience. I did end up winning about eight thousand bucks. No so I'll, way. And I actually got the eight thousand dollars and it was quite incredible of experience. I got to hang out with Jeff Foxworthy and make a fool of myself on TV. So it was wonderful. It was a good hey, time. That sounds like a good time. Yes. And it sounds like you uh, made a good benefit from it too. So. I did. I did. I was expecting taxes to take like 50% yeah. <laughs> of it, but no, I, I got most of it. That's awesome. So where are you located? So I'm actually in ten- in Nashville, Tennessee right okay. now. Mm-hmm. I love it. Music City. That's great right. coffee. Are you That's a coffee right. drinker? I am. Yes. I'm a huge okay. coffee drinker. I'm like the the black only, though. I don't need okay. any cream, sugar. I want it like I want to I want to eat the bean. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm with you there. Like yes. the darker, the better, the yes. richer, the stronger. Yes. One hundred percent. I just don't get when I mean, no offense to anybody listening. By all means, pour the cream and sugar in there. <laughs> I, but for me, I'm like, well, then you're just drinking warm cream and sugar. That's true. And w- with some caffeine. I guess that's why people drink coffee is for the caffeine, but I like it for the flavor. I'm with you there for sure. Yeah. But I do have splurge moments every once in a while at Starbucks, like when pumpkin spice latte season is here. Of you course. know. I mean, yes. you got to get in the seasonal mood every Absolutely. once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I just went and had a caramel macchiato at Starbucks. Okay. Yum. So I'm, I'm not saying that I'm opposed to it. I'm saying if I'm drinking, though, coffee, just give it to me black. Yes. The other stuff is like a dessert, I feel like. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's a treat. Exactly. Yeah, we are so on the same page. I love it. I love it. So what do you do for fun? Oh, man. That's a, that's such a... Oh, oh, you're like getting to the heart of me because here's my weakness for you is that I'm such a driven person that sometimes it's difficult for me to just to step away and have fun. Well, do you have fun doing the things that drive you? I do, yeah. So, for, for you know, I'm a huge... Love, love music. Um, I write music. I get an opportunity to write music for film and TV, and so when I get to come down to the studio and just start playing uh, and recording music, love that. Now, 
let, let's kind of because that's kind of more still my job. I mean, outside of that, I'm a big sports guy. I love working out, but let's just be real. I sit at home and I watch Netflix at nighttime. <laughs> okay, that's what yeah. I do. I, I love it. <laughs> Listen, back in the day, people used to crowd around the radio. I mean, we just do it with Netflix now. Exactly. Yes. Wait, so do you have a go-to show on Netflix? Oh, I read something the other day. Someone said that they pay, uh, what is it now, 11 bucks, 12 bucks a month to watch The Office over and over okay. again. So <laughs> I pretty much, I watch The Office, Parks and Rec. Nice. Uh, you know, pretty much, I, I kind of just kind of go back to those things. Uh, there was a show called Suits that I was liking. Oh, yeah. Psych, mm -hmm. the show Psych that was on USA for a long time. You know, those are kind of like my my shows. Yeah, that's awesome. So since you're a Suits fan, did you watch The Royal Wedding? I did. I did. Nice. And I actually posted on my own Instagram uh, about the real Royal Wedding, which was when she got married on the show. <gasps> I saw that. Now that you say that, I yes. totally remember seeing you post yes. that. <laughs> so I funny. just wanted to keep it real with yeah. everybody else. <laughs> That might be a fairy tale that she just did, but this was real life on Suits, okay? Absolutely. So. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I've loved listening. You're a storyteller at heart, and you invite people to share their stories on your podcast, How to Fail Successfully. And so today, we have the opportunity to unpack Matthew's story and hear how you are becoming who God made you to be. So why don't you just take some time right now to unpack for us your journey? What has made you who you are today? Well, let's let's get transparent here for a minute because I do a podcast that calls How to Fail Successfully. <laughs> and I, I feel like those that have lots of experience, they tend to teach. I yeah. have a lot of experience in failure. Hmm. And but here's here's the the crazy thing is that I hide behind my microphone. You know, yeah. I reach out to people to have them share their story, but I don't I don't share my story. And mm -hmm. and there's there's a reason for that. Is I think that we I think that what I like about what you do is that you encourage and you really welcome and, and you want people to share their story because stories are so powerful. I mean yeah. I guess so what I'm trying to say is that like for me this is very difficult. It's very difficult to come on and tell my story. And I, and I found a quote that really speaks to why it's important that we tell our story. So it's this quote that says, the evil components of our shadow are the part of us that we deplore, the mm. part of us that we prefer not to admit. But one must set themselves free from all inhibitions in order to initiate close encounters with their innermost monster. By mm. standing toe to toe with the part of ourselves that we most detest, a person is in the position to slay their fiendish, self of uh, their sense of self and by doing so they undergo this soulful transformation and i think that that's what's so great is that when we sort of move beyond our guilt and our unexamined thoughts you know we discover our purpose for living you know who who god made us to be absolutely and so therefore here i am today and i'll, I'll kind of i'll tell you where let me just give you a quick little rundown of my life my failure started at a very very young age I'm talking about the day that I was born, hmm. okay? I was born in a military family in Okinawa, Japan. I'm a six foot three, blonde hair, blue eyed boy <laughs> from, from Japan, okay? I'm not Japanese, my dad was in the military. But when I was born, they got my birthday wrong. So for 34 no. years, I have <gasps> lived a life of failure. <laughs> 
Oh, no. I was born on December 17th, and my birth certificate says the 19th. So it was a typo, but it's in Japan, so I've never been able to fix it. So for 34 years, I have had two birthdays. That's crazy. (laughs) But here's, 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 it's, this is kind of funny. But you know what? Here's an idea about taking failure and turning it into an opportunity is that when I was old enough to know, I went to restaurants and I told them it was my birthday for an entire <laughs> week. Okay. So I took that failure and I turned that into an opportunity. That's awesome. I love it. And then when I got to, to elementary school, uh, I turned out, it, it turned out that I had a, a little bit of a speech impediment. And there are three R's in my last name. My last name's Carrier. Mm-hmm. I could not say the letter R. So for the long time, I was Matthew Kewia. Oh, wow. And I used to have to go to speech class every day while everyone else was out, when everyone else was out in recess, I was in speech class learning how to say my R's. So my teacher would say, Matthew, the dog ran across the street. And I would say, the dog ran across the street. And I was unable to actually ever say my R's. And, and so we, we worked for years trying to to get me to learn how to say my R's until it finally clicked. And obviously you can hear I'm about 99.5% there with being able to say my R's. That's amazing. So here's, here's, so these are obviously silly little situations of failure. Uh, but you know, I, I like to, to just kind of point those out because it's, it's one of those, those things that as, as a young child, you know, we are faced with obstacles. And I think if someone comes along and is able to encourage a child to face their fears and like look at these failures as opportunities to grow hmm. and to be able to learn from, I didn't have that. I didn't have someone that came alongside of me and said, you know, this is okay. Let's learn from this and let's grow from this, even at a yeah. young age. And so I guess where my purpose in life came from is some of my future failures that were much bigger than those little silly ones in hoping that we can encourage people that is to understand that it's okay to fail. Yeah. And that you actually should be encouraged to fail. And so when I got to, you know, middle school and high school, uh, I'll tell you this quick little situation is that when I got to high school, you know, we moved my after my freshman year in high school to a different uh, different state. Okay. It was a very difficult move. Mm. You know, I had a girlfriend that, you know, as a freshman in high school, I thought I was going to marry. Yeah. You know, of course. Right. Yeah. That's it's your your one true love, the only chance you get. And so I had, to, you know, we moved to Colorado and that was just a very difficult time for me. And during my teenage years, I started becoming really, really rebellious and angry at life and just the situations that we, our family, had to be in. Mm. Through that process, I started getting a little bit more outspoken in my anger. I would, you know, I was a big athlete. I was playing basketball. I was really just putting myself into sports to sort of release my anger. There were times that it kind of got out of control where in high school I was I was cussing out teachers. I was, you know, uh, getting kicked out of school. I was getting in fights. I mean, it was like this really, really terrible path that I kind of kept going down more and more. And I remember sort of this breaking point where my grandma got really sick and my dad and I didn't have a relationship at this time. And my grandma got sick, my dad's mom, and 
my mom thought it would be a good opportunity for me to go with my dad and drive out to see her in, in Idaho just to maybe just repair the relationship between my dad and I and just be able to be there for him while he's with his mom who's really sick. So we got permission from the teachers to leave school and, and we made the drive up to Idaho. And about a week into this, she started to recover, which was pretty mir- miraculous that she started to kind of t- to turn a little bit. And so we decided to head back to Colorado. I've already missed a week of school. On our way back, she ended up passing away. Oh, wow. So we turn around, we head back to Idaho and we just start the the planning for the funeral. So by this point, after the funeral, we head back to Colorado. I've, I've already missed about two and a half weeks worth of, of work, of schoolwork. As I had already mentioned to you, I didn't have the best relationships with teachers. And so mm-hmm. to have, to, to look for grace, to look for yeah. grace or like forgiveness or even help during this time, it was nowhere, nowhere to be found. Wow. So... Long story short, it kind of all came to this point where, you know, I was obviously depressed. I was angry. I was just really done with with living the life that I was mm-hmm. living. And I remember being on the basketball court before playing one of our rival schools. And we had about three minutes to go until the game started. And I saw our, our athletic director come out on the court. And he walked over to my coach and then they walked over to me and told me that I needed to change and go home. Wow. And it, this was the last thing that I was clinging to was my sports, you know, was the opportunity to kind of get out on the court and just release whatever, yeah. angst, you know, teenage yeah. angst or sorrow it, and to have that sort of snatched away from me. And they, they said I had to go home because one of my teachers did not give me a passing grade because of the two weeks that I'd missed right before that. In that moment, something inside of me just completely, like I said, that was the last string and I just went numb. Mm. And I, and I really, I can't remember what happened in that moment, but I remember I, you know, I spoke to my mom as I'm sort of talking about my story and I remember her telling me that I just came up to her and I said, I'm never coming back here again. Wow. I'm done with school. I'm done. It turns out my mom was already aware that I had suicidal thoughts, that I was depressed. And I was. And I did. And I wasn't that person, and I want to be sensitive to this because I know there's been a lot of school shootings, but I wasn't that person that thought, I'm going to ruin the lives of everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. I was that person that said, I'm done. Yeah. I'm over this. There's nothing else that I have going for me. And I really was trying to think of how can I end my life without being an inconvenience to my family, you know? Wow. Yeah. And thankfully, like I said, thankfully my mom was very aware of this. And so the day that we went home and I told her I was not never going back to high school again, she had set up a, an emergency, uh, an appointment with a counselor of some sorts. And so the next day I went to a counselor and I remember just not, not saying a word and just sitting there with my arms crossed. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not paying for this, so I'm not going to say anything. I mean, I was done. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
And it was about 55 minutes of the hour, 55 minutes into the hour where, you know, it finally something inside of me was like, it softened just a little bit. Wow. Just a little bit, just enough. And, and you know, it could have been my mom praying for me during that hour. It could have been the fact that, that, you know, God was like, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah. You know, just, absolutely. just stick with me. And it's, sorry, that's a little bit of a longer story, but I wanted to say that, you know, after that moment, you know, we really, we took some time away from school. I took about three weeks away from school and then we switched high schools. Okay. Once we switched high schools, I really was able to connect with some Christian people in this new high school that I went to. And it was just this fresh breath of air that it was like, it was real people, real Christians that were, that, that cared, you know, they didn't care about my ability in sports. They didn't care about what I've done in the past. They just liked me for me. And it kind of really brought me back with some hope and moving forward from there, I was actually able to graduate high school. Um, I did graduate with only a 2.8. So I had to go to a local college, uh, but then I ended up graduating, switched college and I graduated from it with my business degree with a 3.8 GPA. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And, you know, during that, once I switched high school, that's when I started finding music and it was my new way of releasing the emotions that were pent up inside of me. And I really think that there was such a strong transition. I mean, I still had some growing to do after I switched high school, but after my, my senior year in high school, I went on some missions trips. And I think it was during those times when I got out of the mindset that it's about my story, mm. you know, or it's about me and it's yeah. more about like what I can do for other people. Then my, my whole mindset changed. No longer was like, I'm done. Now it's like, God's not done. Oh, that's so good. And so <laughs> that's kind of, you know, and I, and I, I kind of moving forward to where I am today is that I look back at my life and I'm like, I've been presented with so many incredible opportunities of failure. Hmm, yeah. So many chances that I, I can look and I can say, I'm going to use this to help people. That's amazing. So that brings us to where we are today. <laughs> wow. I mean, your story is absolutely incredible. And I love what you said a moment ago about how God's not done and Ultimately, our hope in him is that thing that keeps us going um, on this side of eternity and how then we can come alongside and partner with other people. And that's what I love about what you're doing with How to Fail Successfully, which, I mean, what what inspired your podcast? How did you launch that? I wish I could say that there were like, there's always been this motive behind wanting to help people. I truly am a person that wants to be a servant leader I want to lead people by serving them and that's that's been ingrained in me for a very long time and I wanted to think how can I help people but in the same lines <laughs> the reason why I got started with the podcast is because I figured how can I become a better communicator well Absolutely. to become a better communicator you need practice it's true it's true <laughs> so to, to this is my best way of practicing to become a better communicator because like what you are doing so brilliantly, you are encouraging people to tell their story. And that's what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to tell my story and also encourage people to tell their story. 
I love it. I love it. I mean, for those of you who are listening, you've heard me mention uh, Matthew's podcast a couple times. We'll have that in the show notes. You can easily link over and listen to how to fail successfully. Um, But I love the angle of stories that you're sharing from because it's so true. We really are embedded in this culture where failure is not okay. And having that breathing room to say it's okay to mess up and actually it's a good thing because it means you're trying something you're living you're doing something and as long as you learn and grow from whatever failure so to speak that you've experienced you're growing you're becoming in the terminology that i would use um and you know what what do the words becoming me mean to you You know, I would almost say that it's more, I think it's more discovering you. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. As much as it's becoming me. You know what I'm saying? I think it's as much about we, God has made us who we are. But I think that it's about the process. I, you know, it is the process of becoming me, but it's discovering who God made you to be as well. Absolutely. And not being and not being embarrassed by that. Yeah, that's the thing is that I I feel like we're so ingrained in a society, and I and I did talk about this recently, but I, I want to reemphasize this: we're ingrained in this society that tells you who you are sp- supposed to be or what it should right. look like to be you. Yeah, and becoming me is really saying, ah, actually, that's nice for uh-huh. you. But I'm going to become a better version of me. Oh, absolutely. And I that's and when I talk about success, that's what I talk about. I talk about success as becoming a better version of yourself every day. I love that. And that resonates with me several years ago. I kicked off and launched a business um, to do coaching consulting with different organizations and churches across the country and It was going great according to business standards. I mean, all the right boxes were checked, and I felt like I was meeting the standards of what people around me were saying I was good at and should be doing. And at the end of the day, I was not having fun with it at all. And um, so I ended up shutting it down, and I joined a church staff because that's who I am. That's who God designed me to be. And so you're so right. It's God has, has gifted us with skills and talents and our intrinsic DNA. And so discovering who that is and then choosing to be that person is the root of becoming who you are. I love how you worded that. I, I, sorry, I'm like, I'm listening to you talk and I can't (laughs) wait. I can't wait till you're on my podcast. (laughs) Selfishly speaking. I'm excited too. That's awesome. Sorry, continue. No, you're good. Well, hey, so if you were having a cup of really dark, rich coffee at your favorite Mm. Nashville spot Mm. and you're encouraging someone else on their own becoming journey or discovering journey, what would you say to encourage them? Well, let me just paint the picture about where I, I'm going to be sitting if, if this Perfect. scenario was true. One of my favorite spots, if anybody's been to Nashville or if you have not been to Nashville and you come visit, go check out Pinewood Social. Oh, I've been there. Have you? Yes. Oh, it's love amazing. Love that place. Let me tell you why I love that place. Because it's a bowling alley, right? Yep. Outside, they have like two little pools and like bocce ball. And then inside, they have 
couches and chairs and like it's just a very vibey cool place to go and the coffee is so good and they give me a punch card and i'm like that person that likes punch cards so it works for me (laughs) so if i'm there and i'm having a conversation this is what i would encourage someone to say i would say i guess i would say have the courage to struggle Mm. and then give yourself grace if you fail That's so good. Because I think it's people are scared of the struggle. Yeah. So they avoid it. But I think that you have to understand that they're, that the struggle is part of the journey. And, and then if there is something where you fail, then you need to be able to give yourself grace through that. And that was the hardest thing for me to understand is that there is grace I need to give myself grace. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I love that. I can't remember where I was reading this quote the other day, um, but it was talking about the struggle being that moment where you really learn about who you are and how you show up. And then, you know, if you don't like what you see, it's that point where you can learn and grow from it, giving Mm. yourself the grace to do so. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I often find, especially when I hear other people's stories or I'm listening to others share their vantage point, it's so easy for me to extend grace to others and to their stories. Yeah. But it's very difficult to extend that same grace to yourself. Uh, Yes, I agree 100 percent. Yes. And and the ironic part is that while I'm trying to work on writing my story and telling my story for the podcast, I'm not giving myself that same grace. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. There are so there have been so many times in my own journey uh, where my family have looked me in the eyes and they're just like, Emily, you you literally need to go read your own blog right now. Like go uh, read yeah. your own blog, listen to your own podcast. And so I preach to myself. Um and that's one of the driving forces behind everything with becoming me. It's it's the journey of what I'm I'm literally telling Emily to do, and um, so it's fun to be able to hear it from different vantage points and angles. Two of the questions I always ask my podcasts are, "What is your definition of failure?" and "What is your definition of success?" And the funniest part is that when I approach these people to be on my podcast, who I think are very successful, they always say, "But I'm not successful," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> And I always ask them that question. I say, well, what is your definition of success? Because I think that's the biggest part is that we don't have the right definition of success. And so when I'm trying to tell, Mm. when I'm talking about telling my story, but I'm like, but I'm not successful. And so, of course, the same question that I have to tell, ask them, I have to ask myself. Mm. I have to say, well, what's your definition of success? Absolutely. And so kind of like putting that, that (laughs) practicing what you preach. Yeah. It's so important. So now that we uh, know two of the questions you ask, I'm going to ask you. I just feel like I have to. So what is your definition of failure and what is your definition of success? No, no, you can't (laughs) ask me that question. (laughs) Hey, we're practicing the whole preaching to ourselves thing right now. (laughs) I've done done 27 hour-long episodes and I've gotten 27 (laughs) different answers. And so I think I'm trying to figure out that answer for myself. I mean, I'll tell you what it's not. Okay, right? I love it. You know, success is is obviously not something, in my opinion, success is not a physical, material, monetary thing. Mm, yeah. 
success is not something like a new car. I mean, although that can be a blessing, I don't believe getting that new car is quote unquote a success. Right. Being this stereotypical social media, uh, what do they call them? Um, socialite, I guess is what they uh-huh. call them. <laughs> yeah. Right. With millions of followers and all they do is just post pictures of their outfits. Now, that's listen, if you if it's done appropriately, I'm not yeah. going to hate on you, but not all of it's done appropriately. Right. A lot of it's done in order to, you know, a lot of it's done in the eyes of what the world looks at. Right. And that to me is 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 not healthy. I'm getting on a tangent, but let me tell you what what my definition of failure is. Oh, this is going to be difficult. Oh, man, maybe we should just edit out the next 10 minutes while I think about this. But <laughs> No, this know, is awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love I honestly, I'm going to steal what everybody on my podcast has said. I mean, failure is an opportunity. Hmm, failure is yeah. the opportunity for growth. And every failure is that another another brick. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. that you can stand on. Success is Success is being able to, <laughs> this is going to be so cheesy. I'm not going to say a quote, okay? I'm going to try to be real with you right now. But <laughs> yes. success, success. I, I really think success is is doing, is becoming me. No, it's doing yes. everything <laughs> in your power to be who God has made mm. you to be and going to sleep at night joyful that you did, that you spent yeah. the day really glorifying God with your actions. Mm, absolutely. That's good. See, those are awesome definitions. I whew, man. I love it. <laughs> I'm I sweating do, over here. Trying to... <laughs> I do understand, though, that that is difficult for sure, um, especially, I mean, when you have a lot of interviews in your he- head and you have all these people's definitions and thoughts. And I've experienced the same thing with uh, the word becoming. It means so many different things mm. to different people. Um, because I think words like failure, words like success or becoming are so personal and they make you really dive into a lot of what you believe internally. So the definitions are wide range. What is your definition of success? I'm going to take over your podcast. Right I now. love Where it. Did- <laughs> so, OK, I actually kind of want to steal. I think one of the episodes I liked a lot of your podcast, you had interviewed Luke McElroy. Love him. And he had shared, and obviously I'm not going to quote him perfectly in this moment, but his ver- his definition of failure and success was something along the lines of failure not- was not being who you were made to be. And yeah. then success was the decision to be who you were made to be. And that's so how I would define both failure and success, that decision to choose to be who God made you to be. Okay, and then I love asking this question immediately following that. Are you successful? Yes. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Oh, man. Didn't even hesitate. I love it. Good for you. It's... I, and that's what I, I really, I know I've said this so many times already in this episode, but I love the questions that you're making people wrestle with and the paradigm shift with failure and success. And that's why I don't hesitate, because if you look at the definition, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm in my Absolutely. definition of it, choosing to be who God made you to be. You're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't always look perfect at no. all. I mess up five million times a day, but I'm still getting up and choosing to be Emily. 
and that's what counts. Mm. So preach it, girl. Hey, this was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for just sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming, and um, and how you're discovering who God made Matthew to be. I think that's incredible. So thank you very, very much. Oh, it was it was my pleasure. This is so much fun. I love it. Thank you so much for asking me. Absolutely. To learn more about Matthew and connect with him, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's crtvchurch.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. Don't forget to connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well at Creative Church. Mm-hmm.